This is Trey Johnson, and I'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen to this teaching. I pray that it empowers you, encourages you, and motivates you to know God and to be who He's created you to be. And I, I, I keep hearing God say that, that I want to redeem the times. That God is wanting to redeem the time. So if you would go ahead and turn with me to Ephesians chapter 4. And I apologize in advance. I just noticed a while ago that the printout, the sheets are kind of uh, upside down on one page. But we can all work with that, right? It's all good. Say it's all good. Um, Joel, is this sound okay? Uh, where is Eli at? Is he still in here? I might need somebody to... Is the sound okay, Joel? We good? Okay. Um, so, you know, we, we record and everything for the shows during when we're teaching here. And uh, so, you know, we got a report last a uh, couple of weeks ago. I was teaching on healing at our home ch- church, Heritage of Faith there in, in uh, Crowley. And uh, we were teaching on healing and, and I just had a... Uh, this, the Lord was showing me, you know, a certain symptom about this individual who had this pain right underneath the arm and is underneath the armpit. And it was just in an odd spot. Well, this lady was just teaching or just listening to the teaching on a, on a CD and she wasn't even in the service. And this is months later. And it was exactly what she just had surgery and it was exactly what was going on with her. And she received complete healing just driving down the road, listening to the CD. I just think only God can do stuff like that. Only God can do stuff like that. You know, um, I've done different TV stuff before where, you know, the Lord will have a word for somebody and we're taping months in advance, you know, but then the person receive complete healing and it's months down the road. Um, and, And the reason I'm sharing that with you is because each and every one of us, you know, God cares about every single area of our life. And when God is saying He's wanting to redeem the times, He's asking us to position ourselves in relationship with Him because He wants to make up for lost time. He wants to make up for lost time in our families. He wants to make up for lost time with our kids. He wants to make up for lost time financially. What is that area that if God was to put His super on your natural and he, he was to redeem the time, make up the gap. What would that look like in your life? Ephesians chapter 5, let's look there. Verse 14, I'm going to read out of the, the New King James first. It says, Therefore he says, Awake, you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Christ will give you light. So he's, he's talking to you and I and he's saying those areas in our life that we've been asleep, it's time for us to wake up. Those areas of giftedness that we've been asleep in, he says it's time to wake up. The, the dead areas of our life, maybe it's relationally, maybe it's financially, maybe it's uh, um, just in, in, in our mindset. He's saying, I, I need you to wake up. I need you to come alive. And he goes on and it says, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Say that with me, redeeming the time. time. Now in the Amplified, it says, Therefore he says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall shine, make day dawn upon you, and give you light. Look carefully then how you walk. 
live purposefully and worthily and accurately, not as the unwise and witless, but as wise, sensible, intelligent people. Look at your neighbor and say, you're intelligent. Look at your other neighbor and say, you're intelligent too. Now, 16, making the very most making the very most of your time, buying up each opportunity because the days are evil. He wants to redeem the time because the days are evil. Now, now think about the days that we live in. He's saying, from my heart to yours, I'm wanting what I've placed in you to come alive because I need you to be everything you're called and created to be because the days are evil. You know, with every gift and every talent and every passion that God has placed on the inside of us, there are people attached to those. And He says, I need you, if you're dead in that area, I need you to get off your backside. This Johnson paraphrase, of course. I need you to get off your backside and I need you to get in the game. That, that gift that you've been afraid to develop because it's uncomfortable or nobody in your family has done that before, I need you to get off your backside and get in the game. He says, you've been sleeping in some areas that you know yourself. Now, I want you to think on the inside. That you know yourself you've been putting off things because you know the development of that is going to make you feel uncomfortable. But always remember, there's no growth in our comfort zone. We only grow when we get outside of our comfort zone. Yes, the Holy Spirit is our comf comforter, but He is there to comfort us as we get uncomfortable getting out of our comfort zone. <laughs> so it's important that we become comfortable with being uncomfortable. Because that's where growth is. And He's saying, arise. He's saying, come alive. He's saying, I, I, I want to redeem the time. I need you to make the most of your time. Say time. time. So I, I want us to ask ourselves, did we make the most of last year? If you were to look back on your last 12 months, did you maximize every moment? I know I didn't. I know there's some areas that, that I, I missed the opportunity because I didn't use my time correctly. But God is saying, I'm wanting us to position ourselves to redeem the time. Make the very most of the time. Say time. time. We can't stop time. Right? And this new year is just an opportunity for you and I to refine our purpose. Say purpose. Purpose, purpose is your why. It's why you, you exist. Why you're gifted the way you're gifted. Why you're wired the way you're wired. A new year is an opportunity to redefine your vision. Vision is what it looks like for you to be you. Vision is what it looks like for your family to be your family. Vision is what it looks like for us to be walking in the promise of God. If you were to stand up at the highest mountain and you were to look as far as you could look, think as big as you could think, what does it look like you operating in everything that God has placed on the inside of you? That is vision. That's your vision. Not somebody else's vision. Your vision. Say my vision. My vision. Proverbs 29:18 says, where there is no vision, what happens? People perish. They, there's, there's death there. What is, what is the Holy Spirit saying? He's saying, the area that you've been dead, I want you to come alive. I want you to recapture your vision. I want you to awaken those gifts, awaken those dreams, awaken those passions. Yes, it might have been hard, and yes, it might have been difficult. And every person in here that's ever accomplished anything, you've fought some battles in your life. Every one of us have, right? 
But we haven't seen anything yet. The best is yet to come. God is wanting to make up for lost time. Why? Because He always has other people on His mind. He always has other people on His mind. And you know what? It's very selfish of us to sit on our backside and not develop just because it's going to be hard. Just because we might be afraid. It is very selfish of us not to increase, not to prosper, not to be everything God has called and created us to be because people are counting on you and I to rise up, to... to you know, rub the crud out of your eyes to shake yourself off, put the past behind us and refocus and say, okay, let's get in the game. Let's develop. Let's believe. Let's lift our thinking. Let's expand our vision. Let's enlarge. Let's develop. Let's become. He's saying, I'm wanting to redeem the time. He says, but in order to do that, I need you to position yourself to make the very most of your time. Because whether we're white, whether we're black, whether we're male, whether we're female, whether we're brown, whether we're yellow, every one of us have something in common, and it's what's built into a day. Every one of us have 86,400 seconds. Every one of us have 1,440 minutes. Every one of us have 24 hours in a day, and nobody can stop that. It's moving right now. The seconds are moving right now. The minutes are moving right now. The day is moving. This being a new year lets us know that there was an old one. Right? But the old is gone. You might have been defeated last year, but today is a new day. You might have been defeated last week, but today is a new day. You might have had a fight that blew everything up around you, but today is a new day. God's mercy is new when? Today. God's grace is sufficient when? Today. God's faith is built in you and I for when? Right now, faith is always now. You have what it takes to be everything God has called and created you to be. But God is saying, I want you to get a hold to yourself and I want you to start using your time correctly. I want you to use your time wisely. He says, make the very most, the very most, not just a little bit, not just when you get around to it. He says, I want you to maximize your time. I want you to, to, to use the very most of your time. Because when we do, we buy up opportunity. He's letting us know opportunities coming, but are you going to have enough equity to buy the opportunity because what you do on a daily basis with your time sets you up to succeed tomorrow? Opportunities coming for every single one of us. But am I doing what I need to do today to be ready when opportunity comes tomorrow? Look at your neighbor and say, How are you doing? Remember 2 Corinthians 13, verse 5? How are we doing, right? We, we need to examine ourselves. Go with me to Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 and 11. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, and this is in your notes. And that might be one of those you know, books in the Bible where your pages are still stuck together. <laughs> you can go to the table of contents if you need, but I want to read out of the Amplified. And I want us to think about the power of time. Because what we do with our time determines who we become, where we go, and what we do. Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1, it says, To every, everything there's a season, and a time for every matter or purpose under heaven. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He also planted eternity in men's hearts and minds, a divinely implanted sense of a purpose, working through the ages, which nothing under the sun but God alone can satisfy. I want to read verse 11 again. He has made everything beautiful in its time. The word beautiful there means to mature. 
Everything is beautiful in its time. Say time. And he's saying, I placed on the inside of every single person, there's a sense of purpose. There's a sense of destiny. There is a sense of eternity. See, what, what is time? What's the reason for time? Time is there's a beginning and end. Time is just a little sliver in eternity. Whenever we, whenever we die here on earth, we go from time to eternity. Whenever we come in, we come from eternity into time. Time has a beginning and end. Time is for you and I. It isn't for God. God doesn't operate in time. He operates outside of time, but He created time for you and I to develop. He created time for you and I to become. He created you and I to use our time wisely so we can make a difference upon this earth for His glory. How are we doing with our time? It determines who we become, where we go, and what we do. Keep going. Genesis chapter 1, verses 14 and 18. And God said, let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night and let them be for signs and tokens of God's provident care and to mark seasons, say seasons, and to mark days, say days, and years, say years. In verse 18, and God saw that it was good. God created time for you and I and he said it was good. Say it's good. Time is good. Time, time is good. It, it's for you and I to become everything that God has called and created us to be. Proverbs 19, verse 21. This is in your notes. Many plans are in a man's mind, but it is the Lord's purpose for him that will stand. It is time for you and I to fulfill the purpose that God has put us on this earth to fulfill. When God is saying, I'm wanting to redeem the time, you know there are, there are giftings on the inside of each and every one of us that God wants to bring out. There are spiritual gifting. God, God wants to use you to bring healing to a hurting world. God wants to, to do work in us and through us for His glory. He, he wants His power to show up at your workplace. He wants you to pray for the sick and the sick to recover. He wants you to declare in the name of Jesus and the dead rise. He wants you and I to flow with words of knowledge and gifts of healings and workings of miracles. He wants you to be blessed to be a blessing. He wants us as His body to rise up. He's saying, I need you to get out of bed. I need you to awake. I need you to arise. I need you to stir yourself up. I need you to keep developing in the areas that you've been afraid to develop. I need you to keep going where it's been hard. I need you to keep stepping when it seems like there's no results. I need you to stay in the game. I need you to position yourself because I want to redeem the times. Re, R-E, means to go back to the original. Deem means to purchase. So God is saying, I'm wanting to purchase the time that you've wasted for you to use it the way you originally were designed to use it. How are we doing? I'm not talking about playing patty cakes and <laughs> let's, let's twinkle our thumbs and oh bless the Lord, we get to go to church. and That's great, it's part of the process. But, but the coach is speaking. We need to get in our positions. And we need to, 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 to grow up. And we need to pull our big boy underwear and panties on if you, that's, what, that's whatever you wear. Drawers, however you want to say it. 
God is saying those years that there's been hurt, I'm wanting to redeem the time and bring healing. Because our past can separate us from our future if we let it. Some of you have grown up in, in situations and relationships with family members that has been, it's been very painful and it's been very hard, but God is saying, I'm going to make up for lost time if you'll position yourself. I'm wanting to redeem the time. The five years, the ten years that you've wasted, God is saying, I'm wanting to redeem the time. All the years that the enemy took you down the wrong road, I'm wanting to redeem the time. What areas of our life do we need to get back in the game? What giftedness do you have that you've put on the shelf? God is saying, I'm needing you to take it off the shelf because I never intended you to put it on the shelf. I'm wanting to redeem the time. Let's keep going. Acts chapter 13. Say, time is good. good. Acts chapter 13, verse 22. I was going to just start with verse 36, but verse 22 is so good, I I just wanted to put it in there. So verse 22, it says, And when he had deposed him, he raised up David to be their king. Of him he bore witness and said, I have found David, a son of Jesse, a man after my own heart who will do all my will and carry out my program fully. I like that. A man after my own heart or a woman after my own heart who will do all my will and carry out my program fully. Who will do all my will even when people don't like it. Who will carry out my program fully even when people don't like it. John chapter 4, verse 34, remember Jesus said, He says, my, my meat is to do the will of the one who sent me. In other words, He's saying, I get my nourishment, I get my energy, I get my faith, I get my courage, I get my strength from doing what I was put on this earth to do. And right here, He's saying, a man after God's own heart, verse 36, for David, after he had served God's will and purpose, say purpose, and counsel in his own generation, he fell asleep after he had served God's will and purpose and counsel in his own generation. You know there's more than just making a paycheck. There's more than just going through the motions. There's more than just getting up in the morning, eating breakfast and going to work and, and coming home and watching some, some TV and then go to bed and do the same thing over and over again. A man after God's own heart. If, if we will go after God with all of our heart, believe me, you will have more to do than you have time to do it. But He'll show you how to use your time wisely to get it done. But it takes first and foremost people after God's own heart. How many people in here do I have that are after God's heart? Now, maybe you don't feel like you're after God's heart. Tonight's a good night to make the decision to get in the game and say, regardless of how I feel, God, I'm going to come after your heart. I don't know what that looks like, but I'm coming after your heart. I haven't done everything right, but I'm coming after your heart. I've never been to church until tonight, but I'm coming after your heart. God, I'm coming after your heart. Not just your methods, not just your step. You're not a genie in a bottle. You're not a lucky rabbit's foot. I'm coming after your heart. Because if I get your heart, then I know the way you think. I know the way you talk. I know why you do what you do. I'm coming after your heart. Say, I'm coming after your heart, God. And it says, then after he served his generation, he served his generation because he had the heart of God. 
See, when we grasp the heart of God, we get our eyes off of us and we get our eyes on others. We get our eyes off of our feelings and on to other people's needs. When we get God's heart, then we serve our generation. Said Then after He served the generation, in other words, He left it all on the table. When He became a king, He developed all of His kingship. Yeah, He messed up. Yes, He made mistakes, but He stayed a man after God's own heart. And He served his generation. God is wanting you and I to serve our generation. It doesn't matter how young we are or how old we are, there's still more in us. There's still, there's still more of God's presence. There's still more of God's power. There's still more revelation. Remember what he said? He says, Christ will give you light. What is light? Light is order. Light is revelation. Light is clarity. Light is strength. Remember Proverbs 4, 18, the path of the righteous. It gets brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. God wants our life to get brighter, not duller, not dimmer, not more confused, but more peaceful, more joyful, more prosperous, more victorious, stronger. He wants to redeem the time. He wants to take us back to what we were originally created to do and be. Saying, right. I, I want to redeem the times. Let's go on. Esther chapter 4 verse 14. For if you keep silent, now her uncle Mordecai is saying this to her, and he tells her, if you keep silent at this time, relief and deliverance shall arise from the Jews from elsewhere, but you and your father's house will perish. And who knows but that you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this and for this very occasion. You know, God is speaking the same thing to you and I. That we have been brought here, we were born on this earth at, for such a time as this. That you were gifted for such a time as this. You have those desires for such a time as this. You have your passions for such a time as this. Your family has come together for such a time as this. He says, who, who knows? You, you showed up for such a time as this. But notice what he says. He says, if you don't rise up and be who you're supposed to be, God loves people enough that He'll bring answers from somebody else. I don't want God to use somebody else. I, I, God is saying, I want to make up for all the years that you've lost, all the years, Johnson paraphrase, of stupidity. <laughs> I'm wanting you to come after my heart. And I'm wanting to make up for lost time. Why? Because the days are evil. In other words, why? Because there's people that you're designed to reach that nobody else is created to reach. But out of my goodness, if you don't rise up, I will raise somebody else up and I will wire them, I will grace them. I believe with all my heart there's some of the things that we do only because nobody else is willing to step up and do it. I don't want the coach to be yelling, Hey, Johnson! Hey, Johnson! Hey, Johnson! Hey, Johnson! We need, we need another man on the court! Hey, Johnson! Man, man, did you see the size of that guy, coach? I'm not getting... Hey, Johnson! He's saying, Arise. Awake. Get off your backside. Walk wisely, walk, walk purposefully. In other words, do what you do on purpose. Lift your thinking on purpose. Lift your believing on purpose. Develop your gift on purpose. Develop the, 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 the vision on purpose. Execute the plan on purpose. Look at your neighbor and say, do it on purpose. Verse 39, verse 4. He says, Lord, make me to know my end and to appreciate, appreciate 
the measure of my days. What it is, let me know and realize how frail I am, how transient is my stay here. Psalms 90 verse 12, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Ecclesiastes 8.6 says, For every purpose and matter has its right time and judgment. This is, this is the next page there. Ecclesiastes 8.6, For every purpose and matter has its right time. Every purpose and matter has its right time. What are you going to do with the next 12 months of your life? What are you going to do with those gifts and those passions and those desires for the next 12 months? God is saying, I'm wanting to redeem, re, take it back to the original, deem, purchase. I want to make up for lost time. God wants us to, to revalue our time. When, when He's saying, I'm wanting to redeem the time, He's saying, I'm wanting you to recontrol your time. He's saying, I'm wanting you to repossess your time. I'm wanting you to take your gifts and talents and passions and call. And remember, you're a person after the heart of God, right? And He says, and I want you to make the very most of each opportunity. I'm wanting you to revalue the time. The time that you've wasted, the time that has been unvaluable because of the people you've been hanging out with. It's been unvaluable because of what you've been reading and because of what you've been watching. It's been unvaluable because you've just been wasting your time, because you've been scared, you've been hurt, you've been afraid. He's saying, I'm wanting you to revalue your time. By re readjusting some people in your life. See, when you readjust your relationships, you revalue your time. When you adjust what you've been reading and what you're watching, you revalue your time. How, how much time do we spend doing things that add no value to our life? If you're hanging out, you're broke, and the person you're hanging out with is broke, somebody needs to switch. I'm just saying, if you're a complainer, and all your buddies are complainers, somebody needs to switch. Now, yes, we're all a work in progress, and yes, what are we saying? We've got to position the right people in the right place on purpose in order for us to fulfill our purpose. Because God has designed certain people to be in our life to lift our thinking, to lift our believing, to help us sharpen, to help us see correctly, to help us think correctly, to help us become everything that God has called and created us to be. What are you doing with your time? Ephesians chapter 5, I want to read this one more time. In the Amplified, it says, Therefore he says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall shine, make day dawn upon you, and give you light. Look carefully then how you walk. Live purposefully. Look at your neighbor and say, Live purposefully. And worthily and accurately, not as the unwise and witless, but as wise and... <laughs> Look at your other neighbor and say, Don't be witless. But as wise, sensible, intelligent people making the very most of the time, buying up each opportunity because the days are evil. Now, I, I want us to look at some things. I, I typed out some things here that we can do in the next 12 months to redeem the time. This is on the, the last two pages here of, of your notes. Number one, know your purpose, your vision, and your goals. 
If we're going to revalue our time and we're going to reposition ourselves, we've got to stay in the process to discover our purpose. Why are you here? Isaiah 45, verses 9 through 13, it says, Does the creation come to the Creator and say, This is why I'm here? Now, now pause for a moment because when we're sitting in church, we say, Oh, no, no, no. The creation never tells the Creator, This is what I'm here for. But how many times have we done that? Lord, this is what I'm going to do. Bless it. I know some of you look real holy, but I'll, I'll go ahead and take that one. He's saying, as we stay after the heart of God, we discover why we're gifted the way we're gifted, why we're wired the way we're wired. If we want to redeem the times, he's saying, know your purpose, say purpose. purpose. Know your vision, say vision. Vision is what does it look like for you to be the best you you can be? What does it look like for you to be the best man or woman? What does it look like to be the best physical? What does it look like for you financially? What does it look like in your gifts and callings? What is the vision? What does it look like for you to be operating in the power of God? What does it look like for you to be redeeming the time that every morning when your feet hit the floor, every devil in hell trembles because they know that person knows who they are, where they're going, and what they're created to do? How do I redeem the time? Know my purpose. Know my vision. Know, know, know your plan. What's your plan? Remember, God, He had a dream to have a relationship with you and I, but He didn't just leave it as a, as a dream. He just didn't say, oh, man, I sure wish I could have a relationship with Corey. Oh, man, I, I, I just, man, oh, it's just such a dream to have a relationship with Jason. No, he, he executed a plan. It's called the plan of redemption. And, and he, he, he watched over his plan, and he's still watching the plan each and every day. He gets up, he says, his thoughts towards you are more than the grains of sand on the seashore. And he says, and every thought I have towards you, it's about the plan. It's about the plan of freedom. It's about the plan of victory. It's about the plan of destiny. It's about the plan of relationship. I had a dream, but I also put a plan. Get into the plan. Step onto the plan and redeem the time. So know your purpose, know your vision, know your plan. Number two, make a plan then establish priorities based on the plan. How do I redeem the time? You not only make a plan, which the plan always supports the vision. Think with me for a moment. Is my daily plan, my daily discipline supporting what I say I see? And is, does my vision support my purpose? In other words, what I see myself doing every day, does it back up why I'm here? Because a lot of times we talk about these big dreams and we talk about, oh, it would be so great, and oh, yes, we would like to do this, but does your discipline match what you say your dream is? Does your plan match what you say your dream is? Do your priorities match what you say your dream is? Questions to ask ourselves: what is required of you, just personally, you on a daily basis? If we're going to redeem the time, I've got to ask myself some questions, because what do questions do? Questions release potential. So what's required of me as a man? What's required of you as a woman? What's, what's required in your business? What's required in your family? What's required for you? Not somebody else's job. What's required of you? Say of me. Amen. Now, what gives you the greatest return? 
every day? Are you doing stuff that gives you the greatest return? There's some things we could do a lot of things, but that isn't what's going to bring your greatest return. Are you doing what brings the greatest return? Are you operating in your gifts, your strengths, your passions, and your desire? Another question, what gives you the greatest reward? That means satisfaction. So whenever you know that you're doing what is required of you and it brings the greatest return and it's also the greatest reward, satisfaction, you know you're operating in your sweet spot and you're operating in your purpose, you're stepping into your vision, you're executing your plan. How do we redeem the time? We know our purpose. Say purpose. We know our vision. We know our plan. We, we execute the plan. We set our priorities according to the plan. Number three. And I won't go over all these, I might. Uh, but you have them, I wrote them down so you'd have them. Pursue your passion only. Pursue your passion. Don't, don't let even good opportunities distract you from being who God has called and created you to be. Because good opportunities can distract you just like some not good opportunities can distract you. Protect your passion. Protect your plan. Protect your priorities. Uh, identify what's valuable to you. Number six, make decisions based on your destiny. Design your decisions based on where you want to go. We're talking about how do we redeem the time. We're getting ready to be done. Stick with me. How do we redeem the time? Start making decisions out of destiny. If I do this, is it going to take me closer to my dream or is it going to keep me away from my dream? If I do this, is, if this relationship, if this decision, is it going to step me closer to being the person God's called me to be or is it going to take me away from being who God's called me to be? Start thinking out of destiny and not need. Because a lot of times we have a need mindset instead of a destiny mindset. Design our life from a destiny mentality. Take inventory of your associations. How do we redeem the times? How do we position ourselves to redeem the time? Take inventory of your associations. When you look around your life, who is in your life? People all the time just, uh, hey, can I just come by and hang out with you? I said, there ain't going to be much hanging out with me. If you're coming over, we're going to be going at a high pace. You can, if you can walk and talk, you can come over, but there's not much hanging out. And they have a mentality that if I just hang out, it's going to make me better. What a help. But you've got you've to do the work. You've got to put in the, the, the motion, right? You've got to use your time wisely. You've got to know your purpose, know your vision, know your plans, use your gifts, use your strengths, follow your passions, protect your time, protect your priorities. Time, the most precious commodity we have in life. What are you doing with it? Number seven, take inventory of your associations. Number eight, review your investments. What are you investing your time in? Exactly. What are you investing your time in? Are the books you're reading, are they helping you become? How much time are you investing in Facebook? How much time are you investing in Instagram? How much time are you reading stuff that has no value to your purpose? How much junk are you watching on TV that isn't, it isn't adding one lick of value to you? Oh, but I just wanna I just wanna veg out. I just wanna I just don't wanna think. Uh. <laughs> What's the Holy Spirit saying? Arise, 
Awake. Position yourself. I want to make up for lost time. Stick it in gear. Stick it in drive. Push the accelerator. The steps. Remember, the steps of a righteous person are ordered of the Lord. Not the butt prints. Not the backside. Not throw it in park. I'm waiting on you, Lord. Lord said, no, I'm waiting on you. Get moving. Take inventory of your investments. What are you doing with your time? Nine, don't try to please everyone. Well, that's a big one right here. If you haven't figured this out yet, we won't please everyone. But if we're pleasing to God, we're going to please the right people. Don't try to please everyone. Number 10, forget the past and pursue and design your future or you will live someone else's life. Forget the past. There's not one of us in here that can change the past. Right? But we can use our time wisely to design the future that God has for us. What am I doing with my time? It determines who I become, where I go, and what I do. In the next 12 months, what are you going to do with your time? Are we going to be people after the heart of God that position ourselves to serve our generation? Like Jesus in John 17 verse 4, He says, Lord, I've done everything that you have asked me to do. I've completed the work. I want us to stand before God and Him say, Well done, good and faithful servant. You left it all on the table. That gift at one time you were afraid to develop, but you dug down and you developed it. That business that you were afraid to start at one time, but you dug down and you took a step of faith and you developed it. The thing that you were holding back on and you were afraid of this and afraid of that, you stepped out and you trusted me and it developed. Remember, everything matures in its time, but we've got to get in the game for it to mature Blossom. The word mature means to come to fruition, to blossom, to like a, a flower. When it comes to a, a peak time, it's beautiful. But then if it goes past the time, it starts to die. Or if it gets chopped off too early, then it never becomes what it was created to do. It's never God's design that that circumstance chop you off. It was never God's design for that circumstance to hold you back from being the person that God has called and created you to be. God is wanting to redeem the times. What does that look like in your life? I want to encourage you to spend some time going back through these notes and asking yourself these questions. And, and let's, let's put some feet to our faith. Let's put some time releasing the real us. Look at your neighbor and say, Awake. Look at your other neighbor and say, Arise. Arise. I want to pray over you. Father, I just love you so much, and I thank you for redeeming the time. Father, I ask that the relationships that have been harmed, I ask you to redeem the time. Kidneys. I just declare kidneys that have been weakening right now. Father, I ask you to redeem the time that those kidneys begin to strengthen and function properly in the name of Jesus. God is wanting to redeem the times. 
joints. I speak to joints in, in knees specifically. That there's a redeeming of time. That the fluid that has been uh, um, that's dissipated, it comes back in the name of Jesus. That the joints there are redeemed. That they function the way they were originally created to function in the name of Jesus. Redeem the times. Father, in their families, redeem the time. In their businesses, redeem the times. With their gifts, Father, I'm asking you to redeem the times. With their talents, their callings, the years that the enemy tried to, to chop us off or hinder us, take us different directions, we position ourselves as people after your heart, Father. And we're asking you to redeem the time. Say that with me. Redeem the time, Father. Redeem the time. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you've never made Jesus Christ your Lord and personal Savior, you don't have a certainty on the inside of you about where you're going to spend eternity. And you want to ask Jesus to come into your heart for the very first time in your life right where you're sitting or standing on the count of three, I want you just to slip your hand up in the air and say, yes, I want to I wanna know where I'm going to spend eternity for sure. I want to ask Jesus to come into my heart to be my Lord and Savior. One, two, three. If that's you, just slip your hand up and say, yes, that's me. There's some of you in here that from your childhood, you've been holding on to hurt for years and some of you decades. And God's wanting you to release that tonight. And He's wanting to redeem the time. If that's you, would you just slip your hand and say, yeah, that's me. I've been holding on to it for way too long and I'm letting it go tonight. God sees this hand here. Thank you. And that hand there. Thank you. Say this with me, all of us out loud. Say, Father God, Father God I release the hurt. I release the pain and I ask you to redeem the time that my heart is whole, my heart is healed in Jesus' name. Glands, glands, you've, you've been having issue with glands in your throat area. If that's you, just raise your hand. You've been having problems right here. God's wanting to redeem the times. I command those glands to function properly in the name of Jesus. You, you release the right amount of fluid, the right amount of secretion, the right amount glands. You, you rise up and you awake and you come alive and you function properly in the name of Jesus. Pain, I demand you to dissipate in Jesus' name. And I release the healing power of God to saturate those glands in Jesus' name. Now we thank you for it, Father. We bless you for it. Now I want you to think about the gifts that God has placed on the inside of you, the gifts you know. And as we minister to the Lord tonight, financially, I want you to ask the Lord, Lord, what would you have me give tonight? And I want you to believe for a redeeming harvest. 
that financially God makes up for lost time and you're releasing as you, whether it's a, a, a cent, a dollar, whatever God puts on your heart, I want you to believe God for redeeming of the time financially. The Bible says, whatever we sow, that shall we also reap. So I'm going to sow a seed tonight, believing God for redeeming of time financially on all the gifts on the inside of each and every one of us. That the finances that are attached to your gifts, they come to you this year for an abundant harvest in the name of Jesus. An abundant harvest. I declare abundant harvest over their finances, abundant harvest over their families, abundant harvest over their businesses. Father, I declare that they have the blessing that everything they put their hand to prospers and succeeds in the name of Jesus. Who is that that you've been dealing with issues in your lower back? Who is that? Here, Stuart. Right here. Right here. Right there. Right here. Okay. Let's stand our feet. And I want you just to, if you can, not if you can, I want you to put your hand on your, on your back. Put your hand on your back. Even if it's the back side of your hand. Now, Father, right now in the name of Jesus. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Release the healing power of God into their backs right now. That that pain dissipates and the muscles relax and the blood flows freely. That there's a, a saturation in their backs in the name of Jesus. Yeah, there's two of you that's been having issues in your, your spine, in your vertebrae. And right now I speak to the vertebrae and, and I command you to, to be full in the name of Jesus. To be whole. I, I speak to the spacing and I command it to open up in the name of Jesus. And I thank you for it. And I bless you for it. Those of you who received instant difference in your back, I want you to give me a, a thumbs up. Right here, right here, right here, right here, right here, right here. Thank you, Jesus.